today is one of those days where I have so much on my mind. In a few hours, our federal government, the federal government, with our tax dollars, is scheduled to execute a young brother named Brandon Bernard, who was arrested as a teenage boy and convicted for a murder in Texas and is about to be executed for that. But today I want to talk to you about the murder of Casey Goodson, who was literally shot, killed, and basically executed himself right outside of his home in Columbus, Ohio. He broke no laws. He committed no crimes. He was wanted for no crimes and had never been in trouble a day in his life. A sweet brother, a good man, a good person, beloved by his family. I want to unpack and explain some of his case and then we'll get back to work on trying to do anything we can to stop the execution of Brandon Bernard. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. Twenty twenty would not be twenty twenty without another horrible, heinous, egregious, unjust murder of a young black man by American police. It is the most twenty twenty way to end this year between that and the rash of executions scheduled, including Brandon Bernard later this evening, which is heartbreaking because he is no longer the child who was arrested, Brandon Bernard, but is a beautiful, wonderful soul. And what is infuriating about this murder in Columbus, Ohio, is that Casey Goodson already was that man. Anybody who knew Casey Goodson loved him, raved about his kindness, his empathy. And I'm trying not to do something here that is, you know, what we call respectability politics, where I speak so glowingly about the character and life and integrity of Casey Goodson as if all of those things are why he didn't deserve to be killed by police. But it is extremely painful because no matter who Casey Goodson was, he didn't deserve to be shot and killed by police. But Casey was not even wanted for a crime. What we understand so far, and uh, my good friend Sean Walton is the attorney for the family. Sean is from Uh, Columbus and knows that area really, really well. The family could not have a better attorney right now. Um, I'm glad that Sean is there for them. And sadly, Sean has been through situations like this before. But Casey was on his way home from the dentist, had stopped off to get himself and the family sandwiches from Subway. And while he is on his way home, 
what we are told and what we know is that police, local police, who had basically been deputized by the federal government to apprehend another man at another address who had nothing to do with Casey. They weren't there at Casey's house. The person they were looking for was not at Casey's house. Casey had nothing to do with whoever they were looking for. But this sheriff's deputy, who was supposed to be finding and arresting another man whose name and identity and story I don't yet know, ends up shooting and killing Casey as he literally had the keys of his house in the handle of the door. In fact, after Casey had been shot multiple times and literally fell through the doorway into the kitchen, hours later, the keys still jingled as they were in the lock. What do we say about this? You know, you've heard me say this before, but for most of the past six years, I've said we need justice. And I spoke with Casey's mother yesterday and she's saying hey we want justice and I, I get that but justice would be Casey being alive justice would be his family having eaten those sandwiches and us never knowing about it justice would have been him not even having any measure of an encounter with police and him only being known by his family and friends Justice would be Casey's face and name and likeness and story, not even being all over the Internet right now. But him being a beautiful, sweet, compassionate local brother, 23 years old, a kid. Who was not known to all of us because he was murdered literally in the doorstep of his home. It's shameful. And how this case has been handled so far is shameful. I have a quick word from one of our sponsors, and then I'll tell you more about the case. I'll be right back. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that I love Blinkist. And Blinkist is for anybody who cares about learning, but doesn't really have a whole lot of time. Blinkist takes the key ideas and insights from over 4,000 nonfiction bestsellers in more than 27 categories and it gathers them together in 15-minute text and audio explainers that help you understand more about the core ideas. I love Blinkist because I can listen to it on the go on my phone, my tablet, or my laptop. And right now, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. If you go to Blinkist.com breakdown, you can start your free seven-day trial and get 25% off of a Blinkist premium membership. That's Blinkist. Spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash breakdown to get 25% off and a seven-day free trial. Again, that's Blinkist.com slash breakdown. Check it out. You're going to learn a lot and let me know what you think. Everything about the murder of Casey Goodson is weird. And I say weird on purpose because 
Casey had nothing to do with why police were even there. Police were not even supposed to be at his address. Um, Like that there was ever even a conflict is strange. As we have seen many times, there was no body camera. In this case, it doesn't appear that there are any eyewitnesses other than the police officer who did the shooting, who is now, in effect, able to say whatever he wants or needs to say. Casey clearly was an eyewitness. And so we are left with more questions than answers. And the Columbus police, three days after the shooting, said, hey, we we really want or the local sheriff's office, the local police departments said, we really want the state investigative authorities to come in and help here. And something really strange happened. And I think they thought it was righteous. It wasn't. They said, no, we're not going to help. And they said, our agreement was that when we come in to help, you have to call us as soon as something like this happens. And it's three days later, so we're not coming. And here's the thing. I can't name for you the number of cases where state police had to come in two days later, three days later, and sometimes months later. They regularly do this. State investigative authorities regularly come in months and months after to help investigate a case. And for them to just say, nope, we're not coming. It's just weird. And and it's wrong and it's it's cowardly and everything about this case, this murder case of Casey Goodson. Just infuriates me down to my bones. And, you know, speaking with uh, with Sean Walton, you know, Sean feels like and I agree with him that this case and Casey's name and story will be as known as that of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and others. And it needs to be. But I want to say very clearly that we're not just fighting for this case to be known. We're fighting for real accountability. And even deeper than that, we're fighting for serious systemic change to prevent something like this from ever happening again. I've got to run. Love and appreciate all of you. Take care, everybody. Break it down. Hey, everybody. I want to tell you about a brand new podcast that I love a lot. And it's not because there's a woman that I love who is the co-host my dear wife, Ray, but she is co-hosting a brilliant, important, essential podcast called Woke at Work with Dr. Blanca Ruiz. It's an amazing podcast about women of color in the workplace and all of the unique challenges and opportunities and sophistications And they have brilliant interviews and they unpack the myriad of issues, what it really means 
to be a woman of color in leadership, in the workplace, and so much more. You spell it W-O-C at work. W-O-C at work. Women of color at work. Search it. It's on all of the platforms now. It's getting amazing reviews, and I want you to check it out.